UTEP fans. The game might be over, but our coverage continues with Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing. Share your thoughts after every post game by calling 880-5763 or weigh in on Twitter at 600 ESPN El Paso with the hashtag MinorTalk. Now, let's head into the Lubingo Studios for your host, Adrian Broadis. Samantha's, I love it. Hey, welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing. 8805763 number to get into the program. I love that intro, Sal. That's Thanks, awesome. Man. Good stuff, it, man. It's so funny because both of us heard the music. We were like, hey, let's go. Much different feeling. <laughs> let's do it. Hey, UTEP Falls today, road opener. No surprise. Come on. Let's let's be honest right now. 59 to 3. It was a thrashing against the number 14 Longhorns today. 8805763. Number to get into the program. A lot of tweets coming in. A lot of reactions after this game. Notably so. And hey, you know. We, we thought a lot of different things in this game. We were hoping that we would see the newcomer talent. We would hope that uh, UTEP could be competitive to an extent in this game. And we were hoping that, you know, the Miners could at least pull off some some nice plays in this one. But it was just very tough from the start for UTEP. And, you know, they just didn't get off to a good start at all. I mean, Sam Ellinger killed it today. 23 of 33 through the air. 400 26 passing yards, five touchdowns. Man, man, this guy is incredible. Heisman Trophy candidate. You could say so much about this team. And for the Miners, they did the two things that we asked for, Sal. Stayed healthy, collected that $1.4 million paycheck, and that's what matters the most for this team. Yeah, that was uh, obviously option or or, uh, the priority, number one, rather, for the Miners was leave Austin healthy and uh, collect that check, number one. And uh, some of the other things we'll get into, some of the things that we wanted to see. But for the most part, um, I think this game pretty much went as uh, as we expected. Now, what I didn't expect was the Longhorns to get off to this big of a lead so early on. I mean, the first play of the game being a 78-yard touchdown pass to Moore for the Longhorns. Gosh, that just deflated the Miners right there. They couldn't even come back in this one. You UTEP couldn't move the ball at all offensively in the first half. I, I didn't really like the play calling at all. I thought that the Miners were very predictable. I, I wanted to see more from Gavin Hardison because he was slinging some nice ball, balls today. I mean, he was throwing some great passes to Justin Garrett and Jacob Cowing, which, by the way, Cowing uncharacteristically had a few drops in the first half. Picked it up in the second half and, of course, the the rest of the first half. And he ended the day with four catches today for 49 yards. Justin Garrett leading the way today. 58 yards of receiving today with four catches. And, of course, Deion Hankins leading the way on the ground but really couldn't get anything going. Mm. I mean, this team as a whole had 43 yards on the ground, Sal, but mm. uh, Deion Hankins leading the way with 34 of them. Yeah, and uh, we wanted to see more uh, more Hankins really uh, early on in the game, but once that once they kind of gave him some snaps, Texas was just closing up that line. Nobody was going to be able to run through there. So UTEP's run game uh, a big big difference from last week, and understandably so. But just to see um, just to see them not really have much of a chance in the trenches, I think for for a large part of the game uh, was really tough to watch. Yeah, this game's pretty simple, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Texas just out physicals uh, UTEP throughout the whole game. They they really pounded on. Uh, pounded on the ground when they needed to, aired it out to dominate it and score all the touchdowns that they wanted to. And really, I mean, Sam Hillinger could drive at will against the UTEP defense, which I guess brings me to my first point of minor talk today. 
I'm very disappointed in this new look defense. I mean, mm-hmm. we heard all offseason long from Dana Dimmel and company about how this defense was improved, how they were going to try and aim to get uh, you know four pass rushers into the mix and have four guys up front to try to create some damage and havoc in the backfield. Well, that's not happening. We we didn't see a single sack today. We saw mm-hmm. one quarterback hurry, uh, one quarterback hurry from Jadrian Taylor. That was it. And now, when you're looking at the secondary, this was another unit that Dana Dimmel preached and, and praised over the offseason. But man, didn't see much from them today. Didn't see much from Josh Caldwell, who's just returning to this team. Didn't see much from Dennis Barnes, who had a great first game against Stephen F. Austin as a reserve cornerback. But today, just uh, he struggled. And so did this whole secondary. I mean, it wasn't just these two guys. I'm just naming some that I saw specifically from today. But defensively, this team has a lot of holes, Sal. Oh, a lot. And uh, for sure, they have a lot of work to do. But it's uh, it's tough to really pick and point what they did best and did worse and, and really put much um, much substance to it for the, for the future games because they're not going to play another team like Texas the rest of the season. But what I was disappointed in was uh, just the basic lack of uh, fundamentals, just completing the fundamentals, a simple tackle, um, being in the right position at the right time. I praised them last week for it, and this week it was like a complete 180. Guys looked lost out there, looked like there was miscommunication, guys not in the right spot, not able to attack at the right time, and it killed them because there were some spots where had they had they just been a step to the left or a step to the right, they could have had a chance to make a play. Let, let me go ahead and say that. They would have had a better chance to make a play, but they, uh, they shot themselves a lot in uh, they shot themselves in the foot a lot this game and uh, it's real disappointing when you compare it to last week but I understand the competition factor. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Hey, they're playing an FCS opponent last week who they were losing to 14-3, rally back and beat them 24-14 uh, to 14 mm-hmm. in that one against Stephen F. Austin. Today they go to Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium in Austin and get slaughtered against the Longhorns. The other Austin team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, for Texas, they got off to a 45-3 to lead at the half. Really just didn't look back. Why do you even play the second half? I mean, this game lasted forever. It dragged along so many commercials breaks on the television man it was a long long game and you heard it from the broadcast itself but man the miners are just happy to leave this one healthy the miners are happy to end this one with a 1.4 million dollar check and for texas this starts what could be a dominant run for them i mean they're 14 in the country right now they're uh, going to be preparing for big 12 play and sal if today had any indication about the big 12 and what it has to offer Oh, man, I I bet the Longhorns right now are grinning ear to ear because Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, (laughs) defeated and upset Iowa State today, number 23, 31-14. Hey, Bailey Zapp and uh, Houston Baptist. He tore it up, man. Yeah, they had a great game against Texas Tech, which makes you think, what would uh, the Miners have done against the Red Raiders if they had played? I mean, it was a very close game that went to the wire where uh, Texas Tech barely squeezed it out against Houston Baptist out of the FC ranks and hey we got a lot of tweets to get to we got a lot of stuff to get to here on the program as well we're minor talk presented by longhorn distributing we'll get to our player of the game presented by the oscar arrieta all-state agency that is the official insurance agency of the utep miners we'll also get to the play of the game presented by taco avocat but we'll take a time out right now when we come back lots of tweets to get to stay with us minor talk presented by longhorn distributing right here on 600 espn el paso 600 ESPN El Paso.
right, welcome back to Miner Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing, 880-5763, number to get into the program. Let's jump right to Twitter. Got a lot of great tweets to get to. We'll get some good reactions as well. Rob, at Rob underscore 52. I'm about to take UTEP plus 60. That was at the half. Gerald Hitter, friend of the program, tweets the the show. FBS brought us. We can still play these guys and bring home a million bucks, but we go home and actually compete in conference play. I think he means FCS. I think Gerald Hitter's always trying to think about UTEP dropping down a level, going to the FCS ranks, and just trying to compete a little bit better. What's your take on that, Sal? Um, I mean, we've talked about it forever. My, my sentiment is still the same. I think we, we know that football is the breadwinner, not just uh, in the state of Texas for any school, but any school really um, that loves football. That was dumb. But really, uh, football is the breadwinner for, for pretty much all these universities. And without that, you cut so much for everybody else in the athletic department. Yep, that's it. Would it. Be, it would be disrespectful to maybe the best team uh, year in, year out in the conference and sometimes in the nation, UTEP track and field. <laughs> I mean, the, we're talking about Olympians here, not not just your not not just students who go to college and, and things like that. No, these are these are actual Olympians who come through this university. It's disrespectful to them. Also, uh, many other programs as well. So I not nah, keep it, man. No, nah, I, mean, I, I mean, come you, on, you man. You got to keep that money coming in. Why shoot yourself in the foot even more? Yeah, well, you're not gonna you're not gonna go down to the FCS <laughs> ranks and lose all that kind of money that you would get at the FBS rank, and especially with Conference USA, all the money you get from the television rights and so on and so forth. Um, coming up also on Twitter, Steve on Wrestler tweets the show. This is where I wonder how many wins are left on the schedule when I tune in to uh, 600 ESPN El Paso. Great question. Let's do it. Let's uh, go game by game, and, and let's give our projection because I've been doing this, and I, I've, I've talked about this before on the show as well. Um, Abilene Christian is next. I think that's a win for the Miners. What about you, Sal? I think so, too. Um, yeah. But on another note, though, Stephen F. Austin and AC are going to be battling it out in the Southland. So those are two really good uh, schools in, uh, in their tier as well. I know that they're a tier below, but either way, Lo and behold, I think UTEP gets that W. Yeah, I think so, too. And and that's another FCS opponent, and this will be Abilene Christian's first game of the season. They're playing an eight-game schedule while Stephen F. Austin scheduled six opponents on their schedule. Uh, Louisiana Monroe closes out the month of September and closes out non-conference play for the Miners. That one's on September 26th. That's a toss-up. I'm going to leave that one for later on, and we'll debate that one later. Uh, but at La Tech on October 10th, uh, I think that's a big loss. Um, versus Southern Miss, that's a loss right there. At Charlotte, 10-24, that's a loss in my eyes. Charlotte's much improved this year. North Texas on Halloween, that one's at the Sun Bowl, actually. I still think the Miners are going to lose that one. I, I really don't see them beating North Texas this year, even though this is a down year for the Mean Green, and I don't see them beating Florida International, although I do see that one being more of a toss-up on November 7th at the Sun Bowl. And then they close out the year with two of the three games on the road, UTSA 
on November 14th. I don't see them winning that one, especially how I saw UTSA edge out that win today against Texas State. And hey, they put up a lot of points in that one, and they they overcame adversity. That's a big deal for them. The Blazers, no way. They're one of the best teams in Conference USA. They're losing that one at home on November 21st. And to close out the season, I could see them losing at Rice November 28th. Um, I, I just don't see UTEP beating those those teams. So I just see UTEP winning a pair of games. Do you see them winning any in-conference play, Sal? Uh, I think they have a chance against UTSA and Rice for sure. Uh, but that's, uh, I mean, that's something we say nearly every year. However, um, there was some progressions from the first game. Can't really take too much from the second game. Yeah. So I, I'll have more to say on that after they play Pretty much uh, Monroe, really. Yeah, I think if, Monroe's yeah. a lip. I think that's the that's one. That's a litmus test, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a litmus test right there for the Miners because if they're able to beat Monroe, then they show that they could beat uh, really bad opponents. And that's that's kind of, it sounds kind of strange. Like, oh, well, why does UTEP want to just beat down on the bad opponents? Well, UTEP just wants to win games, period. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter which opponent it is. It doesn't matter if it's Stephen F. Austin in the FCS ranks. It doesn't matter if it's Abilene Christian, who's also in the FCS Southland Conference. And doesn't matter if it's Louisiana Monroe. A win's a win for the Miners. Yeah, and something cool, Agent, I'm going to take it to the side a little bit, but much love to uh, many universities here with uh, with some close ties that you don't really see from these states. Stephen F. Austin, of course, Abilene Christian, and then two Louisiana teams in a row. So they go three Texas teams in a row, then two Louisiana teams. I just think that's pretty cool. 880-5763, number to get into the program. You could also tweet us like Steve on Wrestler, like Jaime Pinky Arieta, or like Gerald Hitter up on Twitter, 600 ESPN El Paso. But let's go to Rob, who's first joining us on the program. What's up, Rob? Hey, what's up, man? Just before I comment on the game, uh, they're going to beat. I mean, they're not going to beat, but but they have a really good shot against North Texas. They don't um, they don't have Mason Fine anymore. And I don't know if you remember, but two years ago they had Mason Fine and and we had Kai Loxley. Yep. And we and we took it to him. So I, I think UTEP has a real shot in that game. But other yeah, than that, I, I think they have a shot against North Texas and against Florida International. I mean, both those teams aren't anything special. But you also have to remember who the Miners really are. And you also have to re- remember, hey, this North Texas team destroyed Houston Baptist, the same Houston Baptist team who went to the wire against Texas Tech today. Yeah, that is true. I'm um, like I, 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 I told you guys earlier in the week uh, with Steve, I, I said that I wasn't going to jump to uh, – Conclusions off of last week's game or this week's because it was Texas, and I, I'm not I'm, honestly I'm not even going to jump to conclusions with Texas because uh, it's their first game against UTEP and they still have to play Oklahoma and they always lose one or two games you know Iowa State Baylor those type of games that they shouldn't lose so I'm not I'm not sold on Texas either uh, I just wanted to tell you like what I saw that I thought was bad and then the stuff I thought that was good and uh, it's. It's really frustrating at times when guys are just wide open because you know that that's not their players being better. That's just their coaches being better. And yeah, there was they, they, we just made it too easy for them. And you know, if a, a guy on Texas wins a jump ball, I'm not gonna get mad because those are all four and five star guys. But I mean, we just made it so easy on some of these wide open plays. Um, and then uh, you know, we played kind of scared, especially like the receivers in the first half. They weren't giving. Hardison, any help? Just a lot. I saw a lot of drops, 
and a lot of poor, poor, poor tackling. Yeah, and, uh, that that's a rough part because the tackling is is just basic fundamentals, Rob. I mean, when you're talking about just simple wrap ups in the secondary, that should be easy routine plays that you make every time. So I'm with you. You give Texas the fifty fifty balls. You give Texas some of these deep balls as well. But when Texas is carving you up in the secondary and scoring at will, where UTEP isn't really showing any sort of coverage, that's when you scratch your head and think, well, what? How improved is this defense really? Yeah, well, and that's yet to be determined because last week they shut out that other team for three quarters, but we don't really know how good that other team is, so it's kind of mm-hmm. it's still up in the air. But what I will tell you is, uh, you know, Herman's on the hot seat, man. Like, if he doesn't play well this year, like, he might be gone. And he got two new coordinators, and I, I know for a fact they were trying to flex and test out their new offense, their new defense, and, and go all out this first game just to show – you know, the boosters and fans that, that they're serious. So that that's another factor why I wasn't surprised at the score. Um, what I did see good is, and I saw it last week too, was UTEP's run defense is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, UTEP's run defense is really good. Um, that, I don't know who the players are, but 12 and 22 got their lunch eating. Yeah, they that's Caldwell. That, well, actually, that's Barnes and Caldwell respectively. Oh, God, they were getting picked on. It was bad. And then um, what I saw good on the offense was with Hardison. Man, he could throw it. Like, he puts it on the money every time. And, uh, you know, I think just from the, from that perspective, he's going to put guys in, in positions to make catches. And we haven't had that. Well, we didn't have that last year. So that's why the only reason I feel like they got a shot at winning two or three more games. But I'm a... Like I said, a shot. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you though. UTSA looks awesome this year. They got they got their coach. They got a, they've always had good players. Um, and, and UTEP, uh, they just need to keep working, man. Uh, I, I don't know what to think of them yet, but I, I know they're not as bad as they were last year. So yeah, well, yeah. you would hope so. And uh, hey, Rob, pre- really appreciate the phone call. Thanks for getting in eight eight zero five seven six three number to get into the program. You'd hope UTEP is not as bad as last year. You you hope that they can continue at least uh, putting up some offense and showing what they can with Gavin Hardison. I think it's all back to Hardison. It's back to what Rob said early on, and I, I want to touch on that mm-hmm. specifically because Gavin Hardison in this one he goes for uh, twelve of twenty seven in, uh, in in completions today, uh, one hundred forty five yards through the air or 41 yards through the air I should say and and an interception in this one I actually thought he had some really nice passes he had two that were dropped by Jacob Cowing today though that kind of frustrated me when I was watching it but a really long pass to Justin Garrett that was beautiful he uh he hit him right on the money on that one had a nice 18 yard pass to Jacob Cowing not afraid to throw the deep ball he's a risk taker he wants to get the play up and and he's a pretty good quarterback I like how he slings the ball I think he gets frustrated at times when it's not him who's creating the plays and you know creating the offense but man I do think Gavin Hardison is pretty special moving forward and I think that what you saw from him today and what you asked from UTEP was to have a newcomer kind of you know show what he could do in this one and I'm not saying Gavin Hardison had you know an all-out amazing game especially like what Aaron Jones did against Texas four years ago where he put up 123 yards and had a rushing touchdown by no means did Gavin Hardison matched that performance uh, for the Miners today against the Longhorns, but he still had a pretty nice one. I mean, that's all I'll say with Gavin Hardison moving forward. I think he's a pretty good player. You know what, Adrian? uh, 
Rob hit, said something that I that I found interesting as well, and I thought this. And um, just looking at some of those passes, uh, those passes weren't thrown last year. Guys actually being able. Uh, given a chance to make a play. I, I think that's something that's big for the Miners, obviously. They had a lot of work to do yeah. in this one, but um, just to see some glimpses of that, something that you hadn't seen before last year or the year before that, is really interesting. And another thing, too, he finished 12 for 27 with 141 yards. Not not too much to go off of, but you look at the previous years, that was a regular game yeah. against a Conference USA opponent. So, I mean, this is uh, this is progress in a way i mean we want to see them get a win at the end of the day but uh piece by piece i think hardison is getting his game together 8805763 number to get into the program we're also at 600 espn el paso on twitter also online at 600 espn el paso.com let's go to pinky who's now joining us on the phone lines what's up hi man hey uh hey thanks for having the show afterwards i think this is so great that you guys started this back again last year um First, I just want to say it's over and it's done with. Let's move forward and keep, let's get let's see what we, what happens now. You know, we all knew what was going to happen. Uh, there was, I don't think there's nobody out there that thought that UTEP was going to win. We're hoping for the win, but you know, uh, let's just move forward and, and, and go from here and see what happens. Uh, there's some good. I don't know if you can say some good points or whatever in, in this type of game. But um, to me, it's always done with. Let's move forward and uh, and let's, let's let's just go to assemble and support these guys. Yeah, I think um, that's that's kind of the mentality that they're even taking, Jaime. They they want to move on from this game. They don't want to think about it after they lose fifty nine to three, and you take a plane from Austin right back to El Paso tonight. So yeah, they don't want to think about this one moving forward. Maybe you learn from some of the things that you did wrong in this one, and you know move forward. Hey. Abilene Christian hasn't played a single game this year. That's a pretty important thing to note. So the Miners will take a fresh uh, Wildcats team here at the Sun Bowl, which is a good and bad thing. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens on Saturday against Abilene Christian. I'm interested to see how the Miners will respond after this loss. And, of course, I'm interested in two weeks when the Miners will go on the road and take on Louisiana uh, Monroe, who will probably be their first FBS uh, test of the season. And I I think that game – will tell us a lot about who this team really is. 880-5763, number to get into the program. Really appreciate the phone call, Jaime. Thanks for getting in. We'll get to Eric, and we'll get to a bunch of tweets coming up next. But first, let's take a timeout right now as you're listening to Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. Adrian Bradis here, along with Sal Montes, as we continue. 880-5763, number to get into the program. We're Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing. Texas defeats UTEP 59-3, and we're here to take your phone calls, take your comments, and take your reactions following the matchup at 880-5763. Like Eric, who's going to join us on the phone lines. What's up, Eric? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, long time no talk, Eric. How are you, man? Man, basketball season left us really quick, huh? <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for basketball. We got to do some yeah, basketball man. on minor talk soon too. We got to start talking some uh, basketball season because we have no clue when the season's going to start. We know that UTEP's playing a twelve-game football schedule, but we have no clue when UTEP's yeah, supposed to tip off in quiet. basketball. I've been real quiet over there. What'd you think of this game, Eric? Uh, 
Um, just two things to touch on really quick. Um, <clears throat> it's like your first caller said about leaving people wide open and then playing kind of scared. If you go back and look at the tape, it was Ellinger's, I believe, second touchdown pass. You go back and look at the tape, he has two receivers wide open. Like, he has the tight end that he throws it to, yeah. the touchdown, and then he has one in the back of the end zone. All he has to do is just pick and choose. Like it was just atrocious. Yeah, and no, then, he they they couldn't they couldn't guard anybody defensively. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and then like if you look when Texas is lining up, you look at UTEP's corners. They're t- to me, I thought they were playing a little too far back. Like I know you don't want to get burned, but all they have to do is just run a slant, and that was pretty much it. That's what that seventy-eight yard touchdown was. It was just a simple slant, and he just takes it to the house. Yeah, come on. That's a that's just a bad assignment error. How are you going to let the first play of scrimmage it, for it to go 78 yards? I don't care if it's Alabama taking on UTEP. No one should allow that. I mean, that's simple football right there. Exactly. And the second thing really quick, when I see scheduling, I always – well, this is what I do. I look at – I try and go be like, okay, they'll win this many games. When you're When you're mentioning the conference games, I was like, I think they can beat Charlotte because they had them beat last year here. They were up, what, 14-7 or 21-7 or something like that? They had them beat. They had UTSA beat. They had FIU down to the wire, but then, like, at the fourth quarter, they let it slip. Mm-hmm. I think North Texas, yeah, this is going to be a down year because they lost fine. And I don't know. I think they could be those. I think they could be another three. So, Eric, what there. what are you thinking? Are you thinking a four and eight team? Are you is this a four and eight team in your eyes right now? Um, if you look at the conference and if they can improve, yeah, I'd say four and eight. They'll beat Abilene Christian next week, and then I think they'll beat Louisiana Monroe after that. Well, they should. They they should. I hope they do. And hey, Eric. I hope they do too. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Got to run on the next call, but appreciate you getting in. 880-5763, number to get into the program. Let's go to Joe, who's now joining us on the phone lines. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on? How's your night doing, bro? Oh, Joe, man, I'm I'm doing real well. I'm really excited for that Dallas, uh, <laughs> that Dallas uh, Los Angeles game tomorrow night. That's going to be amazing. Bro, that was, that, that was my first thing first, man. Tomorrow's going to be fun, bro. We'll see what we got. We'll see. We'll see. It should be a fun one. I'm excited for C.D. Lamb, though, on the Cowboys. I, I hate to say that, but, man, he's such a fun receiver to watch. But what do you think about this UTEP game, Joe? Man, we'll see what C.D. Lamb does when Jalen Ramsey's all over him. <laughs> I like that. That'll be another topic of conversation. Uh, tonight, man, just to piggyback on well, what my cousin Rob said earlier, it's not going to take too much away from you know these last two games other than Man, Hardison looks really, really, really good. He looks really polished, looks really poised. Really love his arm strength. His accuracy was a big question, you know, throughout camp and last season. But, damn, he looks good. Pinpoint passes that that fade to Walter Don in the back of the end zone that he should have caught. Oh, it should have been a touchdown. It should have been 59-10. to Dude, definitely. And I haven't seen a U-Town quarterback throw that well since Jordan Palmer. And, you know, people are going to come at me for that, but... You know, he he has really good accuracy, man. He's got really good touch on the ball. Deion Hankins is Deion Hankins. And, man, the defense just needs to, to have a week or two of tackling. And <laughs> hopefully they'll get it together before conference play, man. 
You know, it's funny when you say that he is the best quarterback that you've seen since Carson Palmer. I mean, since Jordan Palmer. Carson, wow. Hey, Jordan Palmer, I love that. I think that's really interesting right there. Now, when you're looking at him, I I just want to say that, hey, at times Ryan Metz looked like one of the next coming quarterbacks for the Miners. He looked incredible. And, you know, Ryan Metz just unfortunately dealt with a lot of different things. He dealt with maybe uh, whether it was too many bodies in a quarterback room or, you know, injuries that plagued him and you know Ryan Metz I thought had all the abilities right there so I think what it also comes down to for Gavin Hardison is not just not just you know perform and show up on the field but also stay healthy and that that's sometimes out of your control as a quarterback and we haven't seen con- uh, a consistent quarterback even close out a season for the minors since the likes of Jameel Showers so uh, you would just also hope that Gavin Hardison can play through this full 12 game schedule this year. Yeah, I mean, you hit it right on the head. Like, if he can stay healthy, I mean, in terms of the Jordan Palmer comment, it's more about, you know, his arm talent because the dude's got all the arm talent in the world. He's only going to continue to get better. And, you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe he does chase all those records that Vittito put up. So, mm. you know, I'm hoping, hoping and praying for the best that he's going to be our starter moving forward. And, you know, he only gets better. And that's, let's hope his receivers can tighten up a little bit and, and catch some balls because, you know, it was pretty disappointing that Cowling dropped three in the first I think it was the first quarter of the first half. I'm not too sure. I tweeted about it, and Walter Don dropped that one. It was just uncharacteristic, but hey, man, you know, I'm I'm kind of high on Hardison right now. I'm not going to lie. Hey, I like it, Joe. Thanks for giving us a call. 880-5763, number to get into the program. Joe's also fired up up about that Cowboys game. I'm excited for that one, too, with the Rams-Cowboys Sunday Night Football. 880-5763. Let's go to Twitter right now. There's a lot of great tweets coming in. Alexa at Westside915 tweets the program. I think every minor fan knew we were going to lose against the Longhorns. I thought it was going to be a lot worse. What hurts is when UTEP loses to schools that we should win or or at least be competitive against, we can't be surprised how UTEP performed. Also tweeting the program, Al B. Unsure tweets the program, got to play with this game with no matter who's supposed to win. They gave it all and... We are proud of them. Also tweeting the program is Tim Mang. He tweets to us, was the first half tried to indicative of progress for UTEP football? What do the next two weeks need to be to start having progress manifest and be seen? Hey, that's a great question. That's a good one right there. What do you think, Sal? I would say for sure battle tackling. That would be <laughs> That's yeah. number one. Um I'd say flashes of what they did last week, really just fundamentally sound football, not shooting yourself in the foot with uh, mistakes, going all in on plays. And this is an example, actually, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, This really caught my attention. It's when the Miners forced that fumble Mm -hmm. and they didn't recover. Uh, There was a defensive back who saw the ball come out, turned around, raised his hands in the air like like UTEP had just got a uh, game-winning turnover, and the play wasn't even over yet. And I'm thinking, if you really want it that bad, you go in there or you be around that area instead of celebrating. And that's just something that I didn't really like. There's a term called act like you've been there before. Yeah. And it's clear that that's not, that's not what's happening. 8805763. Let's go to Ed, who's now joining us on the phone lines. Ed, what's up? How are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Ed? Oh, good. Just out on a walk. <laughs> oh, nice. That's good. A, a nice late night walk. What's going on, Ed? What do you think of the game? You know what? Uh, I liked it. I mean, I, we expected this, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look. I always go for positives. 
Okay. I, I didn't see the defensive line getting pushed around too much. I mean, I didn't see them running up the gut all the, on us as much as I thought they were going to do. Um, sure. Obviously, we didn't, we didn't get to the quarterback, and we gave him a lot of time. But you know what? This is going to be – this was the best team that we're going to have to play off season. We're not going to play anybody that's going to be as good as Texas, right? Yep, that's right. You're totally right on that. I mean, I think we're going to be competitive in all of our games, and I think we're just going to continue to improve. Um, I would have liked the score to be a little closer, but nevertheless, let's move on. I think we'll be fine next week, and uh, I like the way things are progressing. I think Gavin Hardison is miles ahead of where uh, uh, this kid from Andrus was. I can't remember his Ryan name. Ryan Metz, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I just think he's so much more composed. I think his passes are just a lot more accurate. And, I mean, this is only really his second game. Um, I think he's going to be awesome. I really do. Um, I'm excited about him, and I'm excited about all the receivers, and I'm excited about uh, the whole team. I really am. Um, well. Well, that's pretty good. Hey, optimistic from you, Ed. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for getting in. 880-5763, number to get into the program. Let's go back to Twitter. D-Locks, our friend Mike Cuviello, tweets the program. I think we were one of two play, one or two plays from making the Texas team sweat. Unfortunately, someone had to lose their hard-fought game. Sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. J.D. Aziz tweets the program. So... Waiting for someone to see positives after the Miners lost by 25 points or more than last time. Manny David tweets a program, didn't really expect them to win this game, but at least some of the backup players got some playing time in this one. Just put this one in the rearview mirror and focus on the next game. On the bright side, they're 500 on the season. Hey, that's true. Hey, I love this Wait, one. Wait, UTEP's 500 going into game number three? Okay, wow. I'll take When's it, the man. last time that's been a thing? That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't hey, know. Hey, <laughs> Joe Rodriguez tweets the program, why play the second half? Simple to get my over bet, baby. Over 55 and a half. He's excited. Joe Rod hit that one today. And uh, you know, you know Joe Rod. He's a big gambling guy. He he knows he knows what's going on with that. Adrian at Enemy Win 3 said and tweets the program. I said it last week and you made an article out of it. It's time for UTEP to join the FCS and the Southland. Oh man. No. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, that money's better. No, oh, uh, man. Where they're at, I'm, I'm promising you. Hey, our friend Joe Chacon tweets the program, and I love this one. Mr. Teicher is the true gem of UTEP. Watching the games with him doing the play-by-play in the background makes an even ugly loss so much better. Thank you, sir. On to the next week. Hashtag picks up. Hey, I agree, man. John carried this one uh, with with uh, you know a, a great, great um, attitude because man, it was a tough one. The fact that not only did UTEP lose, but this game dragged on, man. Oh, it was man. long. The the broadcast started what around like six fifteen or so, and halftime happened like around eight 
8.30 or something like that. It was almost a two-hour first half. <laughs> it was going on ridiculously long. And also, uh, so many commercials that they were playing on, on the network that the game was on. And um, that's a large part of why it dragged on. Yeah, no, I hear you. 8805763, we're going to take another timeout. When we come back, we're going to get to a couple more tweets that are getting up uh, up to us here on Twitter. We'll also get back to the phone lines, a couple lines to get to as well. 8805763, if you want to give us your reaction, now is the time to do it. But we'll take a timeout right now as you're listening to Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Minor Talk. Adrian brought us here along with Sal Montes as we get ready to close out the rest of the show. 8805763, number to get into the program. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Some tweets to still get to here. Ruben tweets the program, the biggest change that needs to change now. Getting the play in on time to give Gavin Hardison a a chance to look over the defense. Also, work on changing up the snap count. That's Ruben Ramirez who tweets the program. Man, Sal, this is something you and I have have watched. Gavin Hardison needs the play when he's asked uh, when he's asking yeah. for it. Come on, man. Yeah, poor clock management, time management. We've seen it a lot of times throughout the years, and um, didn't really see it too much uh, last week. I guess a couple plays, but this time it was on him, man. It was it was. Uh, Oh, it was hard to watch, and these are the fundamental things that uh, that a lot of people are talking about. Just be able to give yourself a chance to even have a play made, and that's uh, that's one of the things these people are frustrated with. Well, just just give them the play right now. I mean, come <laughs> on, man, give them the play they on time all week for it too. Hey, yeah. Texas's first play was a touchdown. UTEP's first play was a delay of game. You, you know what's funny too? On, on a side note, UTEP deferred. UTEP gave Texas the ball, and Texas was like, "Nope, here's the ball back right away." Yeah, no, I'm with you. Augustine joins us next on Minor Talk. Augustine, what did you think of the game? Uh, well, and I think some of the minor fans are with me that, you know, these kids, well, these young men, they're not kids. Let's, let's say it right then, right, right then and there. But they played okay, and this loss, this Big loss is mostly on the coaching staff. I did, I don't think they had a game plan for it. I don't think they knew what they were doing. I think UTEP needs better coaching. They have better players, hence they need better coaching because I just did not see anything, not even close to a game plan from the coaches or anything. And and, and Hardison and, and the receiving core, it looks like they're going to, be all right. Running backs are going to be all right. Just better decision making, and that what you guys were talking about about getting the play on time. That's just fundamental from yeah, the coaching come staff. On, and, that's and, and, easy. Yeah, and, and and not just that. I mean, just I, I don't know. Not attacking Texas, being passive. I know it's easy to say, but sometimes you just got to go for it. Yeah. 
I mean, also, I was frustrated. You know, you kick a field goal on a fourth down inside Texas territory. What's that going to do for you? Just go for it. Or, you know, when they were kicking that 50-yard field goal for Gavin Beckley, I was like, man, your kicker is so good right now for UTEP. Why are you having him kick in this situation and have him lose some confidence? Why not throw out a a fourth down conversion and and just go for it? I mean, you're not going to compete against Texas in this year down at that point UTEP was down I think it was like 35 to nothing so why not just go for it Sal why, why not try some of these things why not you know mm-hmm. experiment a little bit on, on play calling yeah I mean is, is the message that you send to a kicker when you're down by that much is not the same message that you send to a kicker when you choose to go for it and um you know you're down by one or two it's just yeah. not it's not the exact same message and I think uh, slowly but surely, these guys are building confidence in parts, but they've got to build some sort of consistency to kind of bridge that gap from where they are now to that next level, wherever it may be. I like Augustine's call there. Hey, he had a good one. He's Eight positive, eight zero. Man. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> five seven six three. Number to get into the program. Locomotive Miner tweets the show that Joe guy had some great points. But go Cowboys. And then Joe tweets the program. I bet that Lou guy is a closet Texas fan. SMH. Beef, man. All the drama. Hey, Steve on Wrestler tweets the program. I didn't expect to win, but they must learn to finish a play. It be it tackling or completing a pass or getting a fumble recovery. My only saving grace is this was a night game, so I'm not accused of day drinking after a multitude of bad plays. (laughs) I like it. You're brave, Steve. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Hey, that's awesome right there. Lo- uh, hey, uh, Locomotive winning today. How about yeah. that? 2-1 to one against San Antonio. I saw that cool tweet that they had. Sorry about your streak. <laughs> man. Spe- Pretty awesome, man. Speaking of streaks, I-, I think the Locomotive right now, they've got an unbeaten streak yeah. at six right now. They're two points behind New Mexico United. I love that. New- hey, El Paso right now, they're 6-2-3 and three with 21 points, while New Mexico United is 7-3-2 and two with 23 points. They're right behind him yeah and the uh, locomotive obviously trying to build off of a great and tremendous season last year and um you could tell another thing too it doesn't feel like this team has been here for a year it feels like the tradition has been around for a while gotta give a shout out to the entire uh, eighth notch over there they do a great job representing this team because uh, i feel a lot of that presence on twitter social media everywhere then i see some of uh some of them out in, in person too so it's pretty cool hey i like this tweet this one coming from joe chacon again devil's ad advocate on this one Sal and Adrian if they finish like last year that would mean Dimmel would finish with just three wins in three years he needs to have a two or five or or four win season for this year to be successful in his progression if not then when is it not rebuilding? That's a great point. If it's a rebuild, hey, you've got to show some linear growth in terms of the win column. Granted, Sal, they're probably getting one next week against Abilene Christian. I don't see them losing that one at all. Come on. Uh, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I think they have a chance for sure. It's going to be similar, I think, to what they did in week one, but... Also, this yeah. is going to be their first game of the season. Who knows if what they're going to be doing is similar to what they did last year. Maybe they have a whole new game plan. Also, they have two weeks worth of film on UTEP to study as well. So it's uh, 
I said it'll be the same as week one. I want it to be. Obviously, that's what I'm saying. But um, it, it might be a little bit different if Abilene is able to uh, use some of the miners' weaknesses against them. 880-5763, number to get into the program. We're going to take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll give our play of the game. We'll give our player of the game. We'll give all the awards out there. And we'll recap this game one last time. But if you would like to give some more comments here on the show, now is the time to do it at 880 Tweet us at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and stay with us as Minor Talk presented by Longhorn Distributing continues only on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing. Adrian brought us along with Sal Montes. We've got a great college football game going on right now. Wow. 15 minutes left in this one. Coastal Carolina upset alert against Kansas. 28 to 17 on FS1. Man, what is it with the Big 12 today? Upset alert. Kansas has a chance to pull this off. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. 8805763 if you want to get into the program. Let's run down the final stats from today. Texas puts up 689 yards of total offense today. 481 through the air and 426 of them in the air from Sam Ellinger. Man, what a game Ellinger had today. Heisman Trophy candidate, five touchdowns, a 234 quarterback rating. Man, what a day he had. He's so fun to watch, Sal. Senior quarterback, it's him coming into the Longhorns this year, leading the way offensively. They said that he had a, a lot of inexperienced receivers, but boy, man, he had some receivers who can catch some great passes today. And the funny thing is, it looked like this was his 10th game of the season or something. Like yeah. He was in prime form. I mean, I know he's that great of a talent, but when you can go up and pretty much any debut of a season and look as sharp as you did, that's really impressive. Uh, the Big 12 uh, quarterback conference, I mean, seriously, yeah. one of one of the top quarterback conferences year in, year out. Uh, also in Oklahoma, Spencer, uh, Spencer Rattler with the terrific uh, debut for the Sooners. Uh, but as far as Ellinger goes, I think uh, this guy has a chance to do something special. But of course, we see Texas do great for a series of weeks and then they stumble one week against whoever it may be. So I think this this team has a chance to do something special, but they just got to be consistent. Hey, Josh Moore, uh, through the uh, receiving game, had six catches for 127 receiving yards and a touchdown. He led the way for Texas there. Leading the way for the Miners, obviously, was Gavin Hardison, 12 of 27 completed today for 141 passing yards. Had an interception, but uh, other than that, I thought Hardison played a pretty good game. Calvin Brownhold stepped in as a backup quarterback in the second half through uh, 7 of 10 in the air for 49 passing yards. Uh, Calvin Brownholtz is a backup. You know, I, I was a little bit more worried going into this game after watching a couple series of him as a backup. I felt a little bit better about the newcomer there. Uh, still, you don't want to lose Gavin Hardison for any reason in this year. You, He is, he is a, a step that is uh, significantly higher and a lot better than Calvin Brownholtz. I mean, when you talked about the drop-off between Kai Loxley and Brandon Jones, last year. The drop-off between each other wasn't that big, uh, but the drop-off between uh, Hardison to Brownholtz is pretty significant. Yeah, and uh, that's something that minor fans are hopeful for right now. I mean, they got to see some respectful play out of a quarterback, something they haven't seen in a while, and this opens up a bunch of opportunities. I mean, we're hearing, for the catch, 
first down reception, things like that. We have not heard that in a very long time. So piece by piece, I do think this offense is getting it together. And uh, going up against a team like Texas, you really get to see what you're made of. Didn't look too good in this game, but the good news is Texas is not on your schedule the rest of the rest of the season. So uh, we'll see what they could pick up. Deion Hankins led the way on the ground, 11 carries for 34 rushing yards and just averaged three yards per carry. Look, they couldn't get it going at all offensively on the ground. I mean, Josh Fields had four carries, didn't get a single yard today. Ray Flores had four carries for 28 yards for the Miners. Willie Eldridge, hey, the freshman running back out of Houston, who the Miners were very, very high of out of the class of 2020, he played his first game today, had five carries, did not get a single yard on the ground. He had a catch, but didn't get a single yard of receiving either. So they tried to feature Willie Eldridge today, but just couldn't get him going. It was Justin Garrett and Jacob Cowing leading the way uh, among the receivers. Both had four catches today. Justin Garrett with 58 receiving yards. Jacob Cowing with 49. And Jacob Cowing had two uh, counted uh, drops. But Joe counted three earlier when he called. I counted two. I mean, I'm not too sure. Whatever. He dropped some passes. That's the bottom line. Walter Don had three catches for 34 receiving yards. Devon Cooper had a pair of catches. Miles Banks, some newcomers. Miles Banks, Josh Farr, Adam Cousins. They all had catches in this game for the Miners. And hey, that's good that you get to feature some of your newcomers. Yeah, another uh, thing too, a shout out to Miles Banks from Elkins High School in Missouri City. Um, got to do nice. a song for them a couple years ago. When James Thomas, former minor uh, quarterback, he's a coach, uh, I, I don't know, I think he's in Mansfield now, but uh, he was the coach of Elkins a couple years ago. He got to coach um, Kenneth Murray as well. I'm pretty sure a lot of wow. people know that name. Ross Blacklock, um, Johnny Giles, he had gone to Texas Tech and then on to uh, LSU as well. But Miles Banks from Elkins High School, the Knights showing now much uh, much love to Elkins High in Missouri City. Hey, I like that. I like that right there, Sal. Defensively for the Miners, Justin Prince led the way. Seven total tackles as the safety. But remember, I mean, this is a secondary that did not play well today. Dennis Barnes had six tackles, but I didn't think the whole secondary as a unit played well. I mean, if you look at it though, Sal, it's Justin Prince, Dennis Barnes, you got Josh Caldwell, Broderick Harrell, all of those players with five or more tackles today in the secondary, what does that tell you? That the air game is completely dominating the minors and that's the only players that are getting tackles in this game? Or is that telling you that uh, you know these running backs are getting all the way out into the secondary and that's who's ha- who has to so- stop some of these runners? Which, uh, what's the yardage situation like? Yeah, I, th- right? I think that's the answer. And uh, th- there are a lot of tackles, but I think something that um, that is uh, that should be known rather there were 41 passes, and also there were 33 rush attempts. So that right there is, what, 74 yeah. plays? You know, so, of course, when, when the team runs 74 plays and you have more tackles than usual, you, that's probably going to happen because you're being on the field more than usual. So something to point out for sure. Hey, I just want next week somebody to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. This is this has just been going on since last year. UTEP ranked in the bottom five in all of FBS teams, among all the FBS teams, in sacks. They only had 12 sacks altogether last year, and now they're going into week three with just one total sack mm-hmm. af- uh, as of last week. And, man— 
that's not good for this team. They need to pressure the quarterback. They need to get after him. At least get some quarterback hurries. Today you just had one with and, Jadrian Taylor. And also, too, to point it out, I think that sack came at a point when the Miners didn't even really need it because they no. were already in position to win the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I mean, come on, man. This is this is bad by the Miners. Yeah. They really need to get after the quarterback better. And and we talked about the secondary today being inept. Well, well it's also a lot to, it has a lot to do with the people who are up front, up front. for the Miners. Come on. Yeah, you got to give your guys in the back some help. We know that the secondary didn't do all that well, but looking at the stats for the defensive line, they got to do their part. It's a, it's a two part on the defense, and uh, no parts are really showing up right now, or at least in this game. 8805763, number to get into the program if you'd like to duck in a late call. Let's get to our awards for today. Let's first start off with our player of the game. This is brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Allstate Agency, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. And for this one, you had to go with the kicker. I mean, when we're talking player of the game in a game where UTEP lost 59-3, to come on, you've got to get it to somebody who actually scored in this one. And it's Gavin Beckley. And I felt bad for Gavin because he was asked to kick a 50-yard field goal to start. And you're thinking this is the first field goal of the season for Gavin Beckley and you're asking him to go 50 yards out? That's tough right there. Second one was 47 yards. It's still a really long field goal. And this is what he did. Snap and the kick. Plenty of height, plenty of distance. And this time Beckley is good. So the Miners are on the board as Beckley nails a 47-yard field goal. Career-long 47-yard field goal for Gavin Beckley, and he is our player of the game presented by the Oscar Adietta All-State Agency. Gavin Beckley, player of the game. Yeah, and uh, another thing, too, during the uh, the postgame with uh, John and uh, Mike Perez, um, they were discussing uh, who might who might the player of the game be, and Mike Perez said, I'm thinking maybe Gavin. You know, he got out there and did pretty well threw the ball in some tight spots and I'm like the kicker isn't doesn't throw the ball I heard Gavin I'm going with Gavin Beckley <laughs> you know Gavin Hardison could have made an argument mm. to be player of the game I, I think if you want really wanted to argue it I would say that that's that's valid I, I just you know the interception the fact that they only had three points you give it to the guy who at least scored for you right I mean yeah. that's what I think but hey you talked about Gavin Hardison he made it to our play of the game it was actually the longest play from scrimmage by the Miners today it was a 30 yard pass from Gavin Hardison to Justin Garrett here's how it went down and there's the snap. Hardison going up the right side, and it's a catch made and a beautiful throw. The catch was made by Justin Garrett. Wow, nice throw. Threaded the needle, did Hardison. You could see how, or you could hear how excited or surprised, I should say, uh, John was when he called that. He was like, wow, he caught that. I mean, it, it was kind of like that play where you saw how uh, just where Hardison put it right on the money, it, it looked like it could have gone in and out of Garrett's hands. Mm-hmm. But, man, he was able to secure it and come down with the catch. Yeah, he's throwing bullets out there. And maybe a lot of these drops are attributed to them just not being acclimated to receiving a ball that's being thrown at that velocity and something interesting that coach Canales actually pointed out last week in his uh, pregame interview with John Teicher he had mentioned that of all the quarterbacks he's coached even Phillip Rivers Hardison has the most rocket of an arm that he's ever coached so if this is what he's saying about him at at this stage in his career I mean I'm, I'm hopeful to see what he could do in the future especially when you're seeing little flashes in plays like this 
Play of the Game is brought to you by Taco Avocado. Hey, big shout out to all the great people at Taco Avocado, 2114 North Zaragoza. Tell them sports talk, minor talk, us at 600 ESPN El Paso sent you. Big shout out to Taco Avocado for joining us on the Play of the Game. Sal, as we look to next week, UTEP hosts Abilene Christian Saturday, September 19th. As we look toward next week, what are some of the things you want to see from the minors against an FCS opponent? Uh, more discipline, be able to get a playoff in time, tackle a little bit better, and uh, just stick to the fundamentals. That's what they did in week one, and they were able to build solid sequences of plays instead of just a good play here and then the next play turnover or a sack or something like that. I think the Miners are able to uh, to build that momentum if they can get a series of maybe three or more plays. Here's what I want to see, and I'm going to be a little bit more bold. I don't want to see them trail at all in this okay. game. I don't want them to go down 14-3 to or anything like that. I want them to utterly dominate Abilene Christian, Ooh. prove that they could win at a high level, and then, you know, clean up all the things that they haven't done. Defensively, brush the quarterback, you know, clean up the secondary a little bit better tackle don't miss any of those tackles that we saw today offensively you know those drop passes need to be cleaned up running the ball more effectively and also showing a little bit more variance in the offense I, I know that you're going to be a run first team at times but hey if, if Hardison has shown anything so far it's that you might want to give him the the reins to the team you might want to let him air out the ball and then insert the run when you can and it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shocked that we're even saying that in a crowded running back room where this seems like there's so much talent everywhere that, you know, defenses right now, frankly, are just keying in too yeah. much on the run. Well, it's at the point now where even fans are calling out what they're going to do before they even call the play themselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, we could make some of those play calls, yeah. man. It's it's just it's pretty vanilla at times. But, hey, that'll do it for us. Another great edition of Minor Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing. Until next week, we're really excited. For Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bradas saying so long and thanks for listening. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing. Join us after every UTEP broadcast on your home for minor sports, 600 ESPN El Paso. Napa no Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Howdy, Lauren Hodges with Longhorn Distributing, distributors of the Optima Steamer, a true virus killer. This Optima dry vapor steamer kills germs and viruses with no wastewater runoff and steam up to 230 degrees. You can now clean, sanitize, and disinfect your equipment and vehicles, stores, and restaurants without using harsh chemicals. Call 